Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for The Batman, the Disney Plus show Hawkeye, our thoughts on What If, and our Movie of the Week, The Judge. JV, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic today. How are you? Hey, man. Got a uh, breath in my lungs, brother. I'm doing good, man. Doing good, man. It's, um, Same. Same. Pretty excited this week. Uh, me and the wife's uh, anniversary week, so. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let y'all know. Recording this pod on Monday, and it's going to be Friday, so a day after it drops, but uh, I got something special planned for her. She doesn't listen to the oh, pod, boy. so she'll never know, guys, okay? She'll. Never know you plan something at all. I'm not sure I understand. Nice, nice little dinner. Oh. <laughs> something around the city. Excuse me, that was my Siri. She was talking to me. I, I apologize about that. <laughs> but no, uh, super excited about it. And hopefully uh, it's uh, five years of marriage. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. So let's dive into what we're talking about this week, man. Uh, we got our yes, packs. Sir. Uh, as the Batman, Bruce Wayne. You caught me off guard with our pets. <laughs> What'd you think about this trailer, man? Like we uh, kind of joked about before about, you know, Edward Cullen now actually playing a bat instead of just a vampire. <laughs> uh, it was very amusing to me. Full circle, bro. Uh, but <laughs> this trailer, man, nice and gritty, right? Yeah. All out, punching a dude, just wailing on him for, I mean, didn't seem like any particular reason. Uh, he seemed real angry. Yeah, he was like really angry of a guy probably stealing a newspaper <laughs> or something, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that much vengeance among Gotham City, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm actually... Uh... He, said he, did my, he did his crossword, that's what happened. <laughs> he did his crossword. <laughs> Five down is Bruce Wayne, damn it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Wayne Enterprises, the 11 across. 
Uh, no, man. So <laughs> I was kind of on the fence about Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, Batman. Yeah, the more, everybody the was, more right? that, yeah, yeah, you know, the more that I'm seeing of this, um, I'm kind of digging it because it's like a really dark and gritty direction. I mean, granted, Christopher Nolan's direction back in 2005 was extremely dark and gritty for that time, but mm-hmm. you have to stay with the times, right? People, you know, message boards and stuff like that, which I try to stay off of, but things just kind of pop up in my news feed. Uh, when I'm on my socials, they say like nowadays, 2005's Batman Begins. I don't agree with this, but 2005 Batman Begins mm-hmm. is the equivalent of like the Adam West 1960s Batman. I was really pissed off about that actually. Totally do- don't don't agree. So I'm like, oh, you kids need more dark and gritty now. Here comes the old man again, Javi. Yeah. I'm sorry. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean we. For for us, I mean, we saw these characters when they were in a time of less violence, less grit, less anger. You know, it, it was more of a, it was a comic book, right? It was a little bit more fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A little more fun, comical situations. You know, everything we see now is violence, man. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a... what it is, you know? You know, and director Matt Reeves, and he and he's famous for doing uh, the last two uh, Planet of the Eight movies, the ones that just dropped a few years ago. Um, he's a great director. He has a good style. What he brings to this movie is what I'm really excited about, man. Like I, I hear this is gonna be more of a detective type Batman. You know, in his like first or second year of actual crime fighting and having to go against the Riddler, and the Riddler is menacing. You know what I mean? So yeah, I kind of got like a jigsaw vibe, right? Right when he's showing off the uh, the first kind of letter where it's to Batman, um, and the way they're talking was kind of that vibe to me, which immediately went to uh, this move might might end up being a little messed up yeah you know in that sort of sense push it's gonna be a pg-13 movie but it's gonna like push Mm -hmm. the boundary for pg-13 i mean Mm -hmm. robert pattinson beat somebody to a bloody pope over a crossword puzzle so that's (laughs) if that's where they're jumping off at yeah it's gonna get a lot more uh intense from there yeah i mean we may not see all of the the blood and the gore and stuff like that we may not get to see all that it may just be, we saw this one scene where this dude loses his mind. Implied, that was yeah. In the trailer. Yeah. Considering the trailer was like a minute and 20 seconds, you know? Yeah, but uh, it's, so, got, yeah. it's got my money. I'm in the theater for it. All right, man, let's go ahead and move forward here. We got another Disney Plus Marvel show. Jeremy Renner, <laughs> Haley Seinfeld, and Hawkeye. Talk to me, man. I merely fell in love with this thing. I love Christmas time movies. Oh, yeah. Christmas time shows. It's just a whole different vibe. Like, you got the action, you know, they're going to be fighting arrows and stuff, and then there's going to be Christmas music playing. <laughs> All, the whole the whole show, that's what's going to happen. Yep. You're going <laughs> to hear Christmas music. You're going to see Christmas decorations. And that kind of brings us back to, like, uh, the discussion we had before. You know, what what movies are Christmas movies and yeah. which ones are yeah. just the movie that happens to be Christmas time? <laughs> Yo, man. So so I'm all for this one, man. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Christmas trees and arrows flying at the same time. Man, so one of my <laughs> favorite directors is uh, Shane Black. 
he did Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He wrote the first Lethal Weapon movie. You know, all those movies have something in common. Also, The Nice Guys or, yeah, The Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling. All those movies have something in common. It's around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And that's his that's his thing, right? He writes around Christmas time. Christmas time is a very special, interesting kind of lull of a time where not a lot of people are working. It's, you know, the hustle and bustle of the holidays. There's Christmas lights up. It's actually very beautiful, right? Yeah. So I, I hope this is kind mm-hmm. of inspired like that where, yes, it's Christmas, but that's not the focus. The focus on, like, the action, right. the drama, what's going on. But just Christmas kind of puts you in a weird feel-good mood with just <laughs> just the Christmas lights alone in the trailer, right? just kind of puts you yeah. in that weird feel-good mood. And that's what I'm really excited about, man. Yeah. Plus, like, it's Jeremy Renner. Like, the man. <laughs> Just a badass. I'm all for this one, man. I love it. Maybe he'll wear a, Christ- uh, a Santa hat at some point. <laughs> you know, I don't know where, what kind of direction it's going to <laughs> as far as, like, the villain or what's going on. Because the first, this first show, it doesn't tell us any of that. All I know is that, mm-hmm. like, I'm on board for this every single week. Mm-hmm. Right? Just to see him... And Haley Seinfeld. So far, Disney hasn't uh, hasn't missed on that. <laughs> Agreed, man. I mean, Agreed. Every, every every week, a minute. <laughs> so let's jump over here to another Disney show, man. That we've been meeting to talk about for a couple of weeks now. We're putting it off there, but I think we have a large enough catalog, a couple of episodes in that we can talk about it, man. What if? Oh yeah. This is a a, a Disney Plus Marvel show, and it's animated, which is different. But also really cool. It brings back a lot of the voices of these actors who's in all these MCU movies. I love that. Dig it. And it tells these MCU stories, but something happens where it goes left or it goes right. And the storyline from there mm-hmm. changes, right? Uh, what are your thoughts, man? The part I dig the, the most is these voices are the cast still. Yeah. So you get... You know, not not every uh, Avenger, every uh, person's in the episodes, but when you see somebody that pops up, because you don't know what's going to happen, because mm-hmm. they're all kind of crazy right now, it's just fantastic, man, just to still hear the voice and still be able to uh, connect that voice with the live-action character. It's fun. Even though it's animated. It's fun, man. It yeah. is totally fun and kind of dark right did you get that vibe yeah, yeah. all the stories go to a very bad place <laughs> like, a, uh, like a very <laughs> like like every story yeah, almost ends like uh <laughs> infinity war did right like you're like oh yeah <laughs> oh this is uh the the good guys didn't what's going on like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the zombies one? That was super weird. So that was super weird because the the premise is, is basically around uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, where they go get <laughs> Janet Van Dyne in the weird realm or whatever. She comes out as a zombie and infects everybody, and everybody's just infected except for a few Avengers. That was wild, man. That was really fun to, to like, watch and see. But also, mm-hmm. once again, like, just dark. And I keep on going back, like, this is Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of scratching no my kidding. head. Like, I'm watching this, and I'm enjoying it. Like, is it weird that I'm enjoying this? You had the uh, what if Killmonger rescue tony stark so that's the most re- recent one 
Yes, that's the one I dropped uh, this past Wednesday. Well, excuse me, at the point when this release, it'll be two Wednesdays ago. There'll be a new episode out. Yeah, that one, man. Same same thing. It's like you know, it looks like you know, Killmonger is going to be a different person. He kind of ends up being the same person the he was. Same in, exact in person. The exact same way. He just succeeds this time. You know what I mean? It's like he just takes it a different route. Yeah, and then everybody gets you know gets killed off again. <laughs> yeah, this is a show. Like, if you are a a diehard Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, this is a show that you you actually might not like. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like, I'm I'm enjoying it because I just love television and the the medium that it brings in the stories, but like. If you're a diehard, like, this is the Bible. What happened in the MCU is Bible, is church, right? Yeah. This will blow your mind. <laughs> because it, cause, <laughs> cause it takes literally everything and just spins it on a dime and just takes it mm-hmm. to a different place. The coolest thing was the first one, right? Instead of Captain America, you know, we had Carter. Captain Carter? What, what was yeah. her name? Yeah, Captain Carter, right? Captain Carter. And Howard Stark makes like the dope shield and Great Britain and all for mm-hmm. her. I thought that was actually really cool. And we get to see the Mark 1 way before Tony's even born, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say my favorite so far probably the second episode, the uh, T'Challa become or what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? Man, all the feels, bro. All the feels. I had a fun time with that one with, like, uh, just Thanos hanging out and all these people that are... <laughs> As a Ravenger, yeah. Uh, you know, basically this whole storyline changed everybody's storyline. Yeah. I like that one the best so far. Um, but, yeah, after those two, that's when it just goes to a real dark place. Yeah. Because <laughs> the third one is where... People start getting killed off by Hank Pym. Uh, the fourth one is the Doctor Strange thing. Super weird. Super weird. Yeah. And then the zombies and then Killmonger. Which, like, was after that. it got dark. The zombies was, you know, we talked about zombies uh, a couple weeks ago on our uh, Zack Snyder pod yeah. with Batista. So I'm not really a big fan of zombies, but, like, I thoroughly enjoyed this because it was the Avengers versus zombies and that was that was that was a really cool premise to me which like you don't really think that like okay avengers are gonna face zombies one day or have to run away from zombies or try to find a Mm -hmm. cure for them um that's what's great about this show because it puts it in premises that you don't think that you'll ever see here especially in the actual like mcu uh movies crap that will never happen if it does i'm in the theater for it but you just you're seeing a lot of stuff that you might not ever see anywhere else, and that's the beauty and the greatness mm-hmm. of this show. What if so? What's his name? Who's the the is it the Watcher? Yes, the Watcher. Yeah, he's um he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's an asshole, man. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And obviously, guys, we should have told you this before, but spoilers, obviously. <laughs> The Doctor Strange episode, doesn't like Doctor Strange say like you can you can save her, you can help, and he's just like I mean I yeah. could like, but yeah. I'm gonna post up and get yeah. some popcorn to watch you, bro. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Wright is the, the voice of, of the watcher and does a fantastic job. 
All right, man. You ready to jump into our movie of the week? Yeah, man. Let's handle business. All right. All right, man. So we got The Judge. Uh, this movie came out in 2014, which actually was a really good year for movies. Uh, we got the likes of Interstellar, Gone Girl, Fury, John Wick, Whiplash, The Fault in Our Stars, American Sniper, The Maze Runner, Ex Machina, and just pure comedy gold. Y'all ready for this? Neighbors. (laughs) Yes. Love that movie, man. Yes. Yes. All right. So The Judge is directed by David Dobkin. It's written by uh, Nick Schwenk and Bill Dubuque. This one had a budget of $50 million. And the box office brought in $84.4 million. Made its money back in some. A star in this movie, we have Robert Downey Jr. as Henry Hank Palmer. Robert Duvall as Judge Joseph Palmer. Veer Formiga as Samantha Powell. Vincent D'Onofrio as Glenn Palmer. Jeremy Strong as Dale Palmer. Billy Bob Thornton as Dwight Dickham. Ken Howard as Judge Sanford Warren, and Dax Shepard as Attorney C.P. Kennedy. Gotta love me some Dax Shepard. When he just came into the movie, I had such a good laugh. I I love Dax Shepard so much. Two of my most favorite people in the world, Robert Downey Jr. and Dax Shepard, just hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing up together. (laughs) All right, man. Uh, So uh, go ahead and just give us that, that quick synopsis, sir. So we have Robert Downey Jr. as Hank Palmer. Through this movie, he deals with a lot of things going on in his life. Uh, But I I believe the main story is his relationship with his father. Uh, He has to defend his dad in court for a hit-and-run charge. You know, they fight the whole movie, the whole case. They're just bickering back and forth about everything. And at the end of a very long time span, they seem to put all that aside for his father's final moments. Man, getting the feels already, bro. All right, let's jump into the plot here. Like you said, we got a hotshot Chicago lawyer, uh, Henry Hank Palmer, uh, returns home to Carlinville, Indiana, to attend his mother's funeral. And his judge father, if you hear barking in the background, my dog is going uh, ape shit, guys. I apologize. You know, he comes home to attend his mother's funeral, and his judge father, who he doesn't have a great relationship with, you know, he's there for a few days and is accused of accused and tried for vehicular manslaughter, who he works to mm-hmm. defend in court uh, with our buddy Dax Shepard. <laughs> the only part of the movie where Dax is like supposed to be funny or is funny is when he's throwing up. Dude. The rest of it is very serious. <laughs> as far as like the plot. You know, it's really a big woven story of his whole family. Yeah. We hear a lot of backstory on why him and his father have this type of relationship. That gets fleshed out very quick. He left and didn't come back, basically, to this town. Left his brothers, his family, everybody there. And, you know, his dad never really forgave him for that. Yeah, man. Um, You know, it's a premise that's very tried and and true, right? Kid leaves small town, goes off to become rich and, you know, a very good lawyer and kind of a hot shot and all this stuff, right? But then something brings him back to China Grove, North Carolina. I mean, Carlinville. uh, (laughs) Carlinville, Indiana. <laughs> me, me, and Javi both grew up in uh, small town China Grove, guys. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen this premise in action movies, comedy movies. 
uh, dramas like this one. It, it's it's done in multiple different genres of movies. Yeah, he also has a uh, unfaithful wife and a young daughter. He's this supposedly like cutthroat, badass Chicago lawyer. Yeah, and it kind of has to go home and realize all that is you know what he is, but not what he can become more of. You know what I mean? I I really like the dynamic between the brothers. I like that the yeah. plot always moves him and the the judge along as far as mm-hmm. their relationship and seeing it. And, man, uh, just an amazing woman, Vera Farmiga. Like, just her and the scenes with Robert Downey Jr. are just fantastic. Like, master class in acting. Those yeah. two on screen together. It's... This is a very like slow courtroom type of family drama movie. There's all like electric scenes, and it's it's those interactions mm-hmm. right between those two, which is fun. Yeah, I mean we we follow Hank Palmer through most of the movie, but he's got multiple stories going on. Yeah, multiple relationships. You know, he's dealing with his dad. He's dealing with the other lawyer that's going against his dad. Got a history with that. You know, his brother. You know, he was he was the reason that his brother didn't get going to to pro baseball. Yeah, because of an accident. So he was driving and he wrecked a car. The kind of the golden child, I guess, is what who he was and ruined his career. Uh, so kind of got that to to live with because his dad brings it up on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's dealing with you know, like I said, Samantha Powell, who's his ex girlfriend, and has a moment where he is trying to figure out if he made out with his daughter or not <laughs> i love that reoccurring throughout the entire movie actually right he needs to know yeah. <laughs> hank right he you know he brings his daughter out there for a weekend or something like a little mini yeah. va- vacation and he does she does something before she leaves with her hair that the yeah. girl that he made out with that could be his daughter uh did as well and he was just like is that <laughs> Was that a coincidence? Like, it's got to be a coincidence, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, talk about just, like, Robert Downey Jr. and, like, his his facial expressions and his mannerisms and the way that he interacts with objects, right? Like, let's just talk about for for a second. We're going to jump into these characters, which we're kind of already in. So let's just talk about RDJ as Hank Palmer a little bit more. Talk about RDJ all day. Like, I think, like, him with, like, food, he's fantastic. He's a fantastic (laughs) actor with food. Go back to uh, the Avengers when he's eating, like, what is it? Like, the cranberries or the trail mix or whatever it is. Right, always something. Always Just, something. It's part of the deal. The he's like on his last day. He's about to leave uh, to go back to Chicago, and he goes. He's gonna fix the uh, garage that he messed up, and he has the apple in his mouth, and he like drops. <laughs> the, he drops the apple into his hand from his mouth, and he goes like and inspects the car. You know that his dad hits him. I'm just like a master class in like acting with objects. Just watch Robert Downey yeah. Jr., man. He just is just very natural with stuff in his hand. <laughs> and just a scene, too, like following up with that when he's like trying to clean out a bunch of stuff. Like, he's, you know, he's got all that stuff in his room yeah. and then he's like moving stuff around in the hallway. Yeah. So good at like <laughs> you watch him and it's not doing anything fancy, but it's just the way he moves and the way he interacts. You're like, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. You know, you want to laugh a little bit for no reason. 
just because his body language. Like on the boat at the end with his dad, and he has like the backwards yeah. hat. Like the the long shot is he has the backwards hat, and his dad tells a joke, and he flips the hat around like really natural. I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's exactly what you would do though, man. And it's like it's kind of corny, yeah. but at the same time, it's like RDJ makes it look so cool and easy. Love mm-hmm. him and as his character, man. But uh, he has a lot of growing to do, man, um, as a character himself. You know, he, he comes in here just for his mom, funeral. Hey, love you, bro. Love you, big bro. Love you, little bro. All right, let's go yeah. out and have a good night after mom, after we bury mom, and I'm out of here. Yeah. But then it has to stay longer, right? And him staying longer is that crux that, that helps him fully form fully formed here because you can tell that he's broken there's some things about him and mm-hmm. uh just this journey that he takes back in his hometown really mends a lot of like stuff that's broken mentally in, in, inside of him and you can definitely see that and it's just seeps out it just seeps out man and just the way that he acts and brings his character to, to screen man he's I, I love robert downey jr in this role man yeah and he just he sells it you know, he sells himself like he does in every movie. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he flushes all that out, you know, and it, it, it takes this whole learning about his father, learning, you know, his father has cancer. He's been hiding the cancer from him. Yeah. Helping his dad through that, you know, because his, his dad, you know, has, they have some, some episodes in here where his dad, you know, shows that he's sick. And then having to deal, you know, seeing his brother and uh, having to deal with that whole mess. We actually see some footage in the movie yeah. of the car wreck. That was a very emotional scene. But yeah, he, I mean, he interacts with everybody just fantastic. And you get a lot of the feels from that. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So I was watching The Tomorrow War again. Bro, okay. And Bro, have you yeah. heard of the action movie rule of Chris? All right. Uh, here we go. What are you talking about, Clyde? Okay. The action movie rule of Chris. Every Chris is a bona fide action movie star. You got to hear me out right. here, bro. Let's it's, go. You are a movie star living in Hollywood, doing your thing, and your name is Chris. You're an action star. Dude, check this out. Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Captain America, Snowpiercer, Cellular, The Losers, Hemsworth, the Australian guy, six foot four, right? Thor, (laughs) Black Hat, Extraction, Snow White and the Huntsman, Red Dawn. He got a bullet to the head in Red Dawn. Can't forget that, but still an action star. And and those golden locks. Those golden locks. Pratt, 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 right? Christopher Pratt. Mm -hmm. The Tomorrow War. There's one you were just watching. Star-Lord, Jurassic World, Magnificent Seven, Zero Dark Thirty. This dude killed, shot, took out Bin Laden. Just amazing. Okay? (laughs) Got my man Chris Pine. Yeah. He played opposite Wonder Woman. He was in Star Trek. The Finest Hours, Shadow Recruit, and Smoking Aces. Super mm-hmm. weird in Smoking Aces, but action-packed movie star, okay? Sometimes we gotta get weird. Gotta get weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Christopher Ludacris Bridges, okay? This dude's an action star because he was in literally all 35 of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Just every yeah. single one of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Your name is Chris. 
you kick butt and take names. Oh, let's not even forget about Chris Farley. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Ninjas? Oh, multiple times. Action, action, and more action, bro. Talk yes. to me, man. Who, who's your favorite, Chris? I'll say right up front, obviously, Farley is the GOAT. No doubt. Let's get that out the way. Uh, but for this current generation of Chris's, I'll have to go with the God of Thunder, man. He does it all for me, but not in a weird way most of the time. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. All right, dude. So I actually have like a lot more Chris's to, to run through, dude. Let's go ahead and hit so, it, man. Clyde, so, Clyde, I'm, what's up? Clyde, I'm going to go ahead and uh, land this plane for us. All right, guys. Hit us up with your favorite Chris and the movie you enjoyed him in. And you know the socials, Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Let's go ahead and jump over here to uh, Robert Duvall, man. Uh, Judge Joseph Palmer, Hank's father, and judge in his hometown. Uh, Joseph, he's, or judge, everybody calls him judge. Judge. Uh, He's a hard ass. Great, respected judge. Loved his wife, Mm -hmm. loves his family. In that old, like, you know, Midwest, patriarchal type way. Where he doesn't show like love, he just shows it through just pr- providing. All right, that's yeah. kind of like what he did for his family. Loved his wife, uh, cares for his kids, loves his kid, but like doesn't is not a really affectionate dad. Uh, you know, we, we we see glimpses of that in like the footage, but not much. Mm-hmm. Rules his family by fear. Right, his two. The oldest brother and the youngest brother are are, are scared of dad. Yeah. Even in his, like, declining health, they, they're still just like, yes, sir, no, sir. Like, you called me an idiot. Yes, sir, I'm an idiot. Like, you know, like, <laughs> a, a, yeah, a, a, the, afraid of him. A mix of, uh, mix of respect and fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would man. say, I mean, the judge is not, you know, just a, a deadbeat guy. You know, he's provided, but he was just a hard ass, like you said. I think if he wasn't, you know, a provider like he is, yeah. then it would just be fear. Yeah. You know, Robert Duvall does such a awesome job in this movie as well with his ability to kind of go in and out of that. You know, I'm the tough dad, blah, blah, blah. And then we see him in those very emotional, vulnerable states. Yeah. When when the when the sickness is is, you know, giving him a bad a bad time. This cast, man, all of them, just fantastic. Yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed Robert Duvall. You know, he's like, like you said, he's a badass, hard ass to anybody and everybody when he needs to be. And then when the when the sickness kind of gets the best of him in those scenes, uh, he just sells it, and uh, yeah. he he plays a very true character. Well, well obviously, he's a judge. Uh, so truth is very important to him and, and, and his mm-hmm. role in that in that town, in that community, in his legacy. Uh, but he he does it in a way. It's just like, yeah, that's probably every small town uh, judge, like lifer judge type guy. Yeah. Right. Just wants to just wants to leave his legacy and leave it, you know, as a respectable legacy. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to show that he's in a weak state. You know, he's the judge. He's the powerful person in this community. So, you know, he, that's why he hides the, the cancer, right? He doesn't tell nobody about it because he doesn't want that to be what everybody sees at the last bit of his career. Chadwick Boseman, 
right? Black Panther. Mm-hmm. He did the same exact thing, man. That was that was very quiet, right? Norm Macdonald, who mm-hmm. just passed away, rest in peace, right? Mm-hmm. Did the same exact thing. Had bouts with with cancer, but was very quiet about it. Didn't get yeah. on TikTok and just say, hey, guys, you know, I'm going through this, you know, yeah. create a GoFundMe or whatever. You know, it was just <laughs> a very private, personal thing. Mm-hmm. But they still showed up to work, right? They 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 yeah. still did their thing. Chad Bozeman what filmed scenes like sick, <laughs> right? I yeah. think he did. Uh, he did the episode of What If? Sick is what the r- reports say. So yeah, that's exactly what the judge is doing as well. He's going through this, but I have a legacy to keep and. I'm going to keep it. Yep. And he, he's a very key part of flushing out uh, Hank's backstory. He's the one that really kind of brings up all the stuff that Hank did when he was young. <laughs> just, the, just, <laughs> just the one right. scene, uh, the tornado warning or the hurricane warning or whatever. Yeah. It's Indiana, so definitely a uh, uh, tornado warning. But uh, just <laughs> when they ran, he ran out of the cellar and... And Hank followed them, and they just went at it, man. And that's another one of those scenes where just, like, two people in a room, let's go. This di- You know this dialogue is about to be juicy. It's yeah. about to be good. You're going to learn a lot about these characters. Um, let's go. And that's just one of the best scenes of the movie, actually, man, mm-hmm. where his dad just unloads on him. And yeah. Hank tries to match him, but he cannot. <laughs> not right. All nope. those, all your Northwestern University law school, JD, you know, all that crap, cannot do anything. Cannot work against this man who is your father, who's been a judge yeah. for all this time. Right? Like you're not gonna win this, bro. And he doesn't. I, I love that scene, man. Yeah, that was a great scene. Yep. All right, man. Let's go ahead and uh, move forward here. We got uh, Vincent D. Onforio, Glenn Palmer. Uh, the oldest of the Palmer boys. He's, uh, you know, the middle and high school baseball star who could have actually made it pro, but gets into that accident with Hank um, and stayed home in Carlinville and looked out for the family. Uh, I believe has a tire shop, right? That's correct. Yes. Tire shop. This is the, yeah, the oldest boy. And he is, he's the one that takes care. You can just tell he's always there around the house, probably lives a couple blocks away um, mm-hmm. and just. Loves his family, cared for his family. As as the oldest, that's what he thinks that he has to do. Yeah. Um, and stays there. So, I mean, what else is he going to do after his baseball career doesn't really go anywhere? So He's just kind of there, right? Kind of looks run down yeah. through most of the scenes. Oh, yeah. Just generally does not. Well, I mean, obviously, once you're, you know, if your father's up for a murder trial, you're not going to be prancing around uh, at the salon every day. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so most of the movie, I mean, even at the beginning, you know, he, it's very serious, not the, the Joker as Hank is, but yeah, he has some very good scenes with Hank and, uh, this guy's always, always a good time to see on screen, you know, and he, uh, Glenn cowers to his father, unlike Hank, right? And, and when Hank, when they're all together, when all the boys are right there with, uh, the judge, you know, Hank starts to be combative, and Glenn's always the older brother, uh, rightfully so. He's like, dude, just knock it off. Relax, man. Don't do that. Don't say yeah. that. Come on, dude. And he's <laughs> he's that type of guy. Because yeah. he's like, man, you're not going to beat the judge. Like, he's like, I've, I've been here, bro. Yeah. You're not going to beat the judge. And like, 
you know, sparring with words. You're not going to do that. So yeah. stop while you're behind. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not going to get ahead of this. Nope. Awesome, man. So let's go ahead and jump over here also to uh, Jeremy Strong as Dale Palmer, uh, the youngest Palmer boy. Uh, he is autistic, full of heart for his family, man. This guy is the... Yep heart and soul of this family kind of of this movie as well you know the protagonist that we go through is is hank and we see hank at every turn everybody they interacts with but i feel like hank's heart this film's heart is dill palmer and this this guy this adult autistic still lives at home and just brings this man jeremy strong does a fantastic job in this role mm-hmm. And I feel like the just the story and all those scenes where you're just it's just shots of uh, Dale. It's just shots of Dale. He's not saying mm-hmm. anything. He just has a look on him. He's looking at everybody else. Like David Dobkin does that yeah, throughout the entire movie with this character, and it's because like we're seeing this movie, we're seeing growth, we're seeing character growth uh, through the eyes of of Dale. And that's just really fun to watch, man. That's just like, mm-hmm. that's just great cinematography. That's just great directing on such a low budget movie. Right. I say 50 mil is low budget, but, you know, in this day and age, I guess it is. But <laughs> it's just really, he's just really great to watch, man, because he just has these amazing facial expressions of joy, yeah. of sadness, of heartache, of hope on his face. And those mm-hmm. are captured through every beat in this movie, man. Very good. I got nothing to follow that up with. Uh, so that, was, that was beautiful. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's, uh, awesome. let's move over to this uh, smoke show, Leet Meester. I mean, no. Uh, Vera Farmiga, obviously. Um, uh, we got her as Samantha Powell. Hank's ex-girlfriend who stayed in the hometown and runs the local diner. Her and Hank has a past, hooked up. Metallica concert, right? Think's what it was? No, uh Hank left to go see Metallica oh, and never came back. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that was a story because she makes that very clear. Like uh, when she <laughs> when they're talking about it, every time she says something, she's like, You went left to go see Metallica <laughs> and never came back. And then when they're talking about her daughter towards like kind of the end of the movie, she's like, Yeah, you know, you know, it's actually, you know, Glenn or whatever. And oh. he's like, while I was at the Metallica concert? <laughs> yeah, you are right. You are right. You are right. <laughs> you never came back from the Metallica concert. I love how he cusses his brother out right there, too. Yeah. Like, he's the worst human being on the planet, right? Like, his older brother. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where he finds out he made out with his niece, right? Yeah, super weird. <laughs> super ah. Um. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I think oh, man. I think Vera Farmiga's character, Samantha, <laughs> kind of brings it home for Hank and kind of level sets. We're like, yeah, man, mm. you're this uh, hotshot lawyer, Chicago, big, big law, law firm, all this money, nice yeah. cars. Nobody cares. Right. <laughs> she loaded too, right? Exactly. She, you know, she's, she's like, I got I got a ton of money. I ain't, ain't pressing me any. any. Exactly. Exactly. She's 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 a, a great character, and Vera Farmiga is always like just a fantastic actor in anything that she does. Mm-hmm. And she really like do they do they become a thing later? Do they not become a thing? Like, what's the, the deal uh, with that? Right? Yeah. You always 
want to know what's going to happen. But like we said a couple weeks ago, they don't always have to fall in love. They don't always have to fall in love yeah. either. So I just mm-hmm. like that, that that she really grounded him and made him understand that, yeah. like, hey, dude, you're not as hot shit as you think you are, man. Let's let's go ahead and uh, jump into the sets and music real quick, man. Small yep. town USA, bro. Uh, Lake China Grove, right? Yeah, this was recorded mostly in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and it was the Car- Carlinville is Indiana is a fictional town. Yeah, it's not a real place. Man, so we get to see this beautiful Massachusetts landscape, small town, you know, beautiful old older buildings, fields, trees. It's also beautiful there, right? Yeah, man. And like I said earlier, uh, I mean, we grew up in a, ve- a town very similar to this, right? Across the street from the house that you grew up in is those fields, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the the yeah. equivalent of this place, right? We had the the downtown look and feel is downtown mm-hmm. China Grove, baby. Throw a Porky's yep. in there and we're good. <laughs> Throw a Porky's barbecue. Ugh. If you guys Ugh. want to sponsor us for anything <laughs> or just give us free food, we're cool with that as well, guys. So whatever you want to do, yeah, hit us up. Yep, I'm down skis for that. But you know, <laughs> they got the long roads with fields on both sides. The small town community that knows everybody and knows what everybody is up to as well right this is small town americana and it's always interesting to see someone from the city like we talked about uh go back home and navigate this life that they left behind especially a person like robert downey jr yeah who's from (laughs) new york by the way (laughs) yeah who just who just comes in and just does not blend in whatsoever even though he's from this place he just he just does not blend in yeah. at all. Yeah, man. I even like it that the bars and the restaurants everybody goes to, you know, every you know evening to finish the day, man. That's just like typical <laughs> small town America, and I I love it. And they bring those factors here where everybody knows everybody, everybody's well, drinking. Like, There's gonna be a bar fight, obviously, among people that went to high school together. You know, yeah, it's like you know you go through. Uh, if you go through China Grove in the morning, you know, you got like uh, Brian's Grill that's downtown. Mm-hmm. It's always the same old trucks and old cars that are parked out there every morning. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just chill out. Then you, same thing there. You know, at d- dinner time, five o'clock, the same people go to Porky's, same people go to Gary's Barbecue, right? So it's, yep. it, it's small town, man. And I, I definitely appreciate growing up there. Um, but also mm-hmm. see Hank's point where like you got to get out, you got to s- see the world a l- yeah. little bit. So yeah, so we move like 15 minutes up the road, right? <laughs> the <whole> world, literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we are in the city now, yeah, baby. <laughs> I mean, I take a flight to get back to China Girls, bro. What about, I don't know about about you. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh. Um, but music is uh, a slice of that Americana as well, right? Indiana to its fullest, mm-hmm. they gave you all the feels throughout, man. Every yeah. every beat of this film was emotionally driven. And I think the, the director, the composer did that on, on purpose to get you to feel some type of way. If it's the drama tension between Hank and his father, the drama tension in the courtroom, the beautiful scenes between like Hank and, and his daughter, you know, the the kind of hot and steamy scenes between him and Samantha. It makes you feel a, a certain way. And you also realize through the music, Hank is becoming different. 
Uh, I think that's what the music yeah. is kind of telling you as as well, man. That's really fun to kind of be a part of. All right, man, let's go ahead and uh, jump to the theme here. Uh, once again, I always like to explain this before we uh, dive into it, but the the themes is what the writers and director, what they're trying to tell us through this story, right? Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's, it's, it's something. Uh, this movie, it's all about, like, Unknowing and understanding yourself, family and reconciliation. Hank having to become a better person with confronting his demons, right? And being able to mm-hmm. confront your demons and facing the people that you run away from. He ran away from his, his father for being a complete asshole to him, but he also didn't fully try to understand his father. And it was only in the waning days after his mother passed away, in the waning, uh, time with his father that he decided to face his demons and fully understand and and become a better man altogether you know you get the feeling that he did get a lot closer with his brothers right i i feel like he's he loves his brothers they're they're the tripod and they've always been there for each each other but i feel like he's a lot closer to them at the end of this movie so call your sibling and go give them a hug and tell them that you love them that's one of the themes as well ladies and gentlemen (laughs) All right, guys, so that is us talking through the judge. Javi, talk to me, man. What were your your thoughts on this? I'm going to come out with a four out of five buckets for this one, Clyde. Oh, yeah. Man, definitely a rewatchable movie. Yeah. It's a long one. It's two hours. For me, it's well worth it. Great movie, great story, great theme behind the movie. It's a great, great roller coaster uh, of emotional ride, you know, in a good way. Great actors, gorgeous scenes. Uh, for me, it's definitely a, like put the phones away, grab the popcorn, you know, cuddle up with your significant other, and you know, be prepared for some tears. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Fantastic movie. What about you, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, this flick also gets four buckets of popcorn from me. Uh, nice. Robert Downey Jr., Robert Duvall. Uh, just give stellar tour de force performances, you know, with the great supporting cast. Mm-hmm. This this cast is fantastic. This has a great premise, you know, to a movie that never fails on how the main character becomes whole again, right? How he, what we talked about earlier, that yeah. he was, he seemed broken and something was wrong, you know, going through a divorce and working all the time, and that's his main concern. Mm-hmm. But he becomes whole by facing his, his demons, man. Just love the the great character scripts. That is in this mm-hmm. movie, man. The, the 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 two writers put a lot of thought into more Hank and and um, his father, but I love how they bring the supporting cast around and round them out as well, man. It's just uh, yeah. very good writing. Love it. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through the Judge. Next week, we'll be discussing the sci-fi political thriller, Eagle Eye. That's streaming on Amazon Prime. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 